I have these friends, Dan and Sheila. I actually they're podcast hosts. Welcome to Profiling Criminal Minds. I'm Dan. I'm Sheila. And we are here for a relaxing Sunday afternoon episode. I guess it'll be relaxing because there is where I think we're going to focus on good news. Mostly. Yeah. It's just, you know, the world's pretty crazy right now. So I thought it'd be a good time to ch- And more importantly, we haven't decided what show we're going to be watching next. So you put yeah. that together and you're like, yeah, I think it's a perfect time to uh, think this over. And, uh, yeah, how shall I put this? There's a, I mean, there's a war going on right now against trans people. Uh, And on the upside, as you said, um, you know, one state just said these anti-trans laws were illegal. So that's good. You know, it's it's 100% possible to be positive about things. Well, no, what I'm just saying is, I mean, I it's, it's a long story why I'm in a reasonably good mood. But as I was going through when when we thought we would do this and then I started to look at some of these different things and I ran across a, a whole bunch of stuff like Botswana scraps gay sex laws. Yeah. Now, this is a really good. Great thing. news. However, when you go through the whole article, that one's on CNN, mm. and you look at you look at the map. They have a map called the legal status for same-sex sexual activity around the world. Yeah. Oh my God, it is jarring. Horrendous. It is jarring at some of these places. I mean. Um, and supposedly, I guess Canada doesn't recognize civil unions, same-sex civil unions. Canada doesn't? Well, Canada is in, like, there's the recognition, okay? So there are three categories. One is recognizes same-sex marriage and civil union. So that's dark blue, and Botswana is one. Okay, because we have gay marriage here in Canada. Just wait, just wait. Okay, keep going. Okay. So Brazil, believe it or not, recognizes same-sex marriage and civil union. So does okay. Mexico, France, Britain, Australia, New Zealand, and as I said, Botswana. Right. They're the dark blues. There's a couple of other little dark blue, like the Netherlands, I think. Um, and then there's the recognizes same-sex marriage, and oh. that's a lighter blue. I so have they don't- no idea what the difference between those things is. Well, if you don't go through a civil marriage ceremony. Oh, so you're saying common law. Yeah, civil unions are common law. Okay. See, I wasn't clear on what they meant by that. Okay, the Canadian term is common law. Okay. And then there's a place, there's a weird, like, I think Chile, a couple of places, Italy, I think Austria, it looks like, uh, maybe even, I can't believe it, but. Oh, maybe that's Ukraine. Who knows? Um, well, it sure as hell ain't Russia. No, no. Russia is laws prohibiting promoting homosexuality. Oof. And that, yeah, but, you know, um, then you get to the places 14 years to life sentence. Oh, death, yeah. Death sentence, but not applied. And then carries the death sentence. So that's Sudan, Somalia. Yikes. I, uh, yeah, uh, of course, Saudi Arabia. 
naturally. Um, I think that must be Iran. Um, you know, I mean, there's three countries that are black, which is carries the death sentence. Of course. Then other ones, you know, it, it's, and then there's a whole stack that have no penalizing law at all. They have no laws, period. Yeah, they just never, they never criminalized it. Mm-mm. Yeah, they never brought it into the, they never made it a part of the criminal code. Yeah, so that's the Koreas, China, Mongolia, most of, uh, in well, India, not That's good. Law. Well, yes, so. I have no only- idea how gay people are, you know, you know, de facto treated there, but it's nice that there's yes. no laws. Yes. Well, that's, I mean, that's the interesting thing is that it, it is then a situation of, like, it's very clear, you know, that it's, I guess, it, I don't even know what to make of all of these, right? Right. <clears throat> and um, there are regions or territories that are either, that are sort of starred or triangled. Right. With a country that have have laws that differ from the national laws. Oh. And there aren't too many of them, but in Africa you see them. Right. Where there's little pockets in a country that says, you can be gay here if you want. <laughs> or you God. can't. Right? Yeah, or but a place where have... it is legal and in this one region it's not. Okay. Yeah. Or yeah. 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 And it because all those other countries are up to 14 years life sentence or whatever see there are these little places yeah that that just say yes we don't care and we're not going to apply the law yeah but i I, mean it's this really weird situation where like there's no uh there's no obviously upside but you do have to realize that it's like you can sit here and say oh well here in north america Right. Thank God we're not as bad as they are. But you can't let that kind of thing make you complacent simply yeah. because, you know, the the Pierre Polivares of this world would like to make our laws like that. Yeah. You know, and that's a terrifying situation. And it's like he won't come out and say that yet, but that's what he feels. Right. That's what he would like to do. Oh, and, oh, and down in America, they've reached the point of, you know, this uh, Christian fascism where they're just opening openly saying that's what they want to do. You know? Yeah. 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 No, I mean, it's a problem and you don't want to live in Texas, for example. Oh, God. I know. You know, so whether rather than. Yeah, like in know, Texas, the, the you realize like the, uh, you know, the whole blah, 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 freedom, libertarianism, big state, you know, to each their own nonsense of Texas. The Texas state governor just put in place a law basically saying that cities can't make their own laws. Yep. Cities and counties can't make their own laws. If they do anything that the state government, his, you know, again, Christian fascist government doesn't like, he can overrule it. Now, you'd think there would be something in the Constitution about that. (laughs) And who knows if this will, and I'd say, and you want to say, well, who knows if this will hold up to challenge, but it's like, there's five Christian fascists on the Supreme Court, so yeah, well, I'm guessing legal, it will hold up to legal uh, questioning. Where there does seem to be some continuing problems with Alito, so he yeah. may be gone. So he, he took a very expensive vacation from a guy and then gave that same guy a two and a half billion dollar ruling. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, that's not good. Maybe they can get rid of Alito. Well, it looks like he's got those problems and the Senate is apparently looking at it. So yeah, we'll see. I never trust it, the Senate to do anything about this stuff. Uh, well, but, you know, it's it's looking into it is better than pretending it's not happening, which we've done up until this point. Yeah. But it's it's terrifying because then you've got, you know, the the billionaire who Clarence Thomas is his pet Supreme Court judge, you know. Yeah. Uh, right. Same exact yeah. thing. And it's like, so we I, I constantly get asked, like, how is that legal? I'm like, because these people make the laws they can make. Yeah. There are no universal standards that we are going to these people just get to decide what the laws are and if they decide the laws are it's illegal to be gay in america it's illegal to be gay in america like you can never back down from this fight for a second and i'll okay. admit that i like a lot of people had thought a bunch of this stuff was settled yes well i, I was i was wrong <laughs> yeah i know but i'm, I'm happy you know, to I admit that yeah, the fight is the the fight is constantly going on, and yeah. then and then there's the what I mentioned to you. Like one of my students just said, "Did you read this?" Read and what? She sent me up the John Hopkins glossary definition of a lesbian. Right? Oh yeah. I mentioned that to you. Okay. Yeah, that was funny. And it turns out, I guess that. I mean, here's here's the line. This is from the CDC, right? Effort to be inclusive of non-binary people may have been well-intentioned, but problematic, says experts. No kidding. As I said, so are we going to define gay as non-woman? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. No, no I don't should... know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty funny. I don't think that this is, this is sort of misogyny and attempting to erase women. It's just that they wanted to be more inclusive and who gets who gets the shaft one yeah. more time, but women. Not a surprise, yeah. No, there's no big surprise here. And you know, it's it it's hard. And of course, all of this American crap is coming into the States. Yeah. Like with I mean, they tried, I mean, John Hopkins tried, but it's it, you know, you've gotta why don't you just have why do you not have you can have more than two, you know, yep. if you want to do this, then just define, stop telling me there's binary. Yep. You know, at first binary was male and female, and now binary is still lesbian and men, except that lesbians are non-men, which means men are more important. Yep. The defining term is still male. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why nobody? Nobody at John Hopkins can figure that one out. Is that is weird. Me. <laughs> and of course, it was made in October 2022, and it took a while for somebody, right? To actually and, notice that this had happened. I mean, your line was, well, it's, it's a good try, I guess. No, I said I liked that they're trying, even yeah. though I didn't like where they ended up. And I stand by that. They're they're putting in the effort. They're just not doing a good job. Well, this this particular person says whoever rewrote the John Hopkins glossary would have been wise to carry out community consultations <laughs> to understand the nuances of the term before making the now controversial change. statement: A lesbian is a non-man who is attracted to other non-men. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my God! Oh. 
So, yeah. you know, it was, uh, but it, yes, somebody finally picked it up and went, oh, I don't think this, that this that's is an issue. Yeah. This is, this is definitely an issue. You know, you <laughs> can't, you can't, um, you know. Oh, no, totally. Like, it's just, but I mean, it, it, as you say, it evidences a very specific kind of worldview. Okay. And, and then, that's what it is. And then just to, just to, to, to go on Christianity again. Oh, so, please. so the Southern Baptist Convention, not noted for its inclusivity. And we can, and this is why we can call this a cultural context, because we can go back to designing women. Yeah. Female Christian leaders reflect on Southern Baptist Convention's decision to remove women-led churches Jesus from the Southern Baptist Wow. And I'm just going, and I still remember that designing women where the Gene Smart character, yep. um, when they refused to allow women mm-hmm. um, to um, to be ministers and things like that yep. and um and she she was going to have to leave her church and that was really hard for her mm-hmm. and i mean i and i mean designing women was weird given well, her t- right wing well, that's the and that was the rule of designing women uh <laughs> yeah. the agreement was she said to linda bloodworth thompson famously i'll yeah. say all this left wing stuff but i get to sing twice a year yeah. <laughs> That was the deal she made. (laughs) And I always thought that was delightful. Uh, But yeah, if you haven't seen people listening, if you haven't seen Designing Women, I think it's on Paramount Plus or whatever that is now. It's a very interesting show. It was a really, it was a really good show. It talked about a lot of like very important issues. Like it really was an issue show. Yeah. You know, like uh, a lot of comedy with a lot of good comedy. And it's just a great show. And Annie Potts and Delta Burke and Gene Smart and um, Dixie Carter. And they're just all fantastic. And of course, everyone's favorite, uh, Meshach Taylor. Yes. Who would later go on to be on uh, Criminal Minds. There's my tie in. (laughs) Yes. Our Criminal Minds tie in with both. Jean, Jean Smart was she ever? She nope. never made. It. None of the other, uh, none of the other oh. designing women were ever on Criminal Minds, tragically. But oh, Jean but Smart's Annie on Potts. a lot of television these days, which is great. Yes, but Annie Potts became Sheldon's grandmother. Oh, nice! <laughs> and she's a riot. Oh, that's great. And famous, famously in um, Ghostbusters. Oh well, of course. I mean, that's what we knew her from when Designing Women started. Yeah, like uh, Designing Women started like right after Ghostbusters. I'm sure she had, you know, already been cast in Designing Women before it came out or something like that. Like it's really close between those two things coming out. Yeah, but yeah, Annie Poss is fantastic. Fantastic in Ghostbusters, fantastic on that show. Just, uh, no, always loved Annie Potts. Not so great when they try to do Dangerous Minds for television, but I don't think that was a good idea at all. So I'm not going to blame her for that one. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, more importantly, though, like you, you look at a show like that and it's like, I mean, are we getting clear message shows these days? <laughs> these days? You know, I wonder because it's like there's a lot of shows that have a lot of interesting things to say, but it's like I kind of miss the forwardness of, you know, um, social commentary shows like, oh, God, how my blanket Norman Lear used to do. 
Yeah. Where it's like this week, here's the message we're going to get across. Here's what this week is about, you know? And yeah. it's like, no, we have a message and we're going to put on a little play to get this message out to you about how the world should work. And I just, I miss, and I kind of respect that, you know? Yes. And it was so, you know, I mean, and of course they always talk about the most famous one being Sammy um, Davis. The time Sammy Davis Jr. was on. Yeah. 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 So, no, that was fantastic. Yeah. And, oh, Sammy Davis Jr. Okay. And on the other, on the other, let's to go back to other things. So New York's education department updated guidance for its schools to support the rights of transgender and gender expansive students. Yeah. So that's a good thing. And uh, so it's, it's, uh, it's, oh, I tell you, you uh, know, for all of the ones, right? People are, people are standing up. People are standing up for support. And I mean, I'll say this, like, yeah. Okay, the Republicans are just doing Nazi stuff now. Like, they're doing the actual stuff that the Nazis did, you know, back in Nazi times. Uh, right? So, this is just how they do. And But back then, and I'll say the big difference is back then, the Nazis had the courts on their side. And you ask, well, how are the Nazis able to get away with all this stuff? And the idea, the, the fact is... It was legal to murder leftists in Weimar, Germany. And you might say, that sounds crazy. Well, no, like the Nazis who murdered like a, a guy who worked for a union would be brought to court. But then they would just go to the judge and say, I did this uh, because he was against German heritage. And, would, and the judge would say, fine, then it's not a crime. And yeah. he would just let the guy go. And you don't see a lot of judicial overreach happening right now outside of the Supreme Court. Yeah. Like, all of the state-level courts and the federal courts are much more reticent to just start saying, there's no laws anymore. The Proud Boys can do whatever they want, which is what happened with the brown shirts in Germany. Like, you know, the cops were on their side and the courts let them do whatever they want. And so you created a, you know, situation where everyone was too afraid to stand up to them. Well, as much as we, you know, talk crap about the cops... And the cops being a problem and the cops often being on the side of the fascists, you know, the courts are still standing up for basic law and order. And that shouldn't be a thing that we have to cheer about. But, you know, in the state of the world right now, it is something we can cheer about. And it's something we have to encourage them to say, hey, guys, at least you're getting this right. I mean, when I saw those people out in Vancouver. Uh, I mean, this is Vancouver. This is Canada. We're supposed to be better than this. Like, demanding they check the genitals of a bunch of eight-year-olds at a track meet. Yeah. I'm like, this is Canada! <laughs> yes, Where do you uh, think you are? Yeah. Well, you see, they think they're in the United States. Yeah. Because they all listen to Jordan Peterson and yeah, and, and and Fox and uh, all that stuff because a can because a Fox Canada cannot make a go of it. Which thank heavens. Yes, we could say thank heavens for that. I'll tell you. Yeah, the so fact far, that they uh, they tried to watch make a Fox Canada and you could count in the like in the hundreds the number of people who were watching it at any given yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, Canada is a small country, but it ain't that small that that's a good, that it's a good number when 500 people are watching your hate broadcast. Yes. So, uh, you know, I mean, you, yeah. 
there are still issues, but you have to, I mean, in Canada, but you cannot, you cannot Mm -hmm. uh, dismiss all of this. I mean, for heaven's sakes, there, there was an attempt uh, from, from people to stop um, an, um, you know, one of the library, an LGBTQ. One of the drag storytelling things, things, right? Yeah. And I, I can't remember who went now. Who was who was there? A couple of people I know that were um, doing the storytelling, right? And um, anyway, it doesn't matter. My my brain. The is, point is the fascists turned up, but the fascists were going. They didn't. They didn't really have much to do in terms yeah. of going up, but they wanted to. They wanted to make a fuss about it, and I'm just going, let it lie. Just stop it. You know, what is this? It's not like, like somehow or another, they buy this American, they, they crap, you know, promoting it. Like you can turn somebody who's gay. I know. They they don't understand sexuality. They don't understand anything. And I mean, that is the first, this thing, if people can get a hold of this, um, little uh documentary it's a 75 minute documentary called with wonder yeah it's called uh that tries to answer the question can you be christian and queer yeah well there's a lot of and i haven't watched the whole thing yet i just started it you know it put me in a good mood (laughs) (laughs) i guess that is like listening to these different because the problems are there right and Mm -hmm. it's um but it's it's a very positive um, sounding because they're talking to different people. But you know the guy in in um, the, the, they started with this a queer activist in um, Jamaica, right? And he says, and he was raised in a Pentecostal church, you know, and and he got saved when he was four years old and. All of this sort of thing, right? And he was talking about it, and he said, "He said, and I kept praying all the time." Yeah. He said, "Because I was a six-year-old Pentecostal boy. Do you think I wanted to be like this?" <laughs> and it was, it was so yeah. nice to do it. It's um, and as always with CBC documentaries, it's beautifully shot. Well, no, yeah, you mentioned that. And you let, uh, people, you let people do their speaking. Of course. You know? So it's, uh, yeah, I know. It, it it just is because so many other things, and there are so many battles, and you have them. Like, I'm in the middle. I wrote, I read this book. I was telling you about it yesterday or the day before or something, and I was... I had to take the book back because it was on interlibrary loan. Right. And I debated, well, maybe I'll pick it up on Kindle because it's always cheaper. Well, it was barely cheaper on Kindle. Even when it goes down, when the paperback comes out, the Kindle will then go down to about $35 and it is not worth, it is not worth the uh, airtime, nor is it worth the paper. But, you know, so I wrote this lengthy email because I had to get out because I watched it and um, I read parts of it because I had to decide whether I wanted to 
uh, order it again from another library or see if they could extend it. Okay. And so I sat down and I, I read different parts of it. And there wasn't anything in it that I liked. <laughs> like this, this book is a disaster. And of course, everybody thinks it's just wonderful, apparently, um, because it's now going from hardback into paperback and, you know, it's got its Kindles things. And yeah. I am going, I, this is, it is, it is facile. Right. It's called Texts After Terror. Um, it's, it's a long and involved explanation of the title, but it, it is not. And I was going one, two, three, four. So I had all my different points, right? That I was upset about, you know, I mean, and she's, she's, ugh, it is unbelievable that she's sort of hitting all the right marks. Like she's, you know, okay, so we've got to do, we've got to use queer theory here. And we've got to, we've got to bitch about colonialism, you know, we've got, yeah. to, you know, got this like, giant list of everything you have to address. That, that, that sort of everything that's going to be kind of covered, but, you know, nobody else has done it like this before. And well, yeah, no, because it's useless. Yeah. It's going to be absolutely useless to any victim of sexual violence, yeah. I will tell you, or survivor. Because yeah, um, you're trying to do too much. Well, no, she's not trying to do too much. No, she's that's not, not it. it. Sounds no, like no. it. No, no. Well, no, it's, she has her little, you know, she, it's the choices she has made. I don't, yeah, I know it sounds like it the way I'm saying it. And, mm -hmm. you know, and then somebody, uh, so I, I have found, you know, that I am not the only person. Apparently, this, I was writing the email just sort of explaining, I have to get this out of my system. Okay. To get it out of my system so that I don't get distracted by it, because it is one of those books where I could rip it apart to shred page by page. <laughs> of course. And, you know, and, and that could, that could just distract me from my my major yeah. project at this point but when i wrote this some one of the people i wrote it to wrote back and said oh oh it's so nice i'm not the only one who thinks that this book is a real problem <laughs> you know and um anyway i but it's it's very the the problem is in an esoteric area that mm -hmm. is but it's still it's well i tell you american driven um and yeah and the europeans you know like there's this great divide and neither one is is um what i would call um successful anymore although at least at least in the european model what they're doing may not be necessarily socially use no may not be mm, dealing with the social issues that drive people like me in religion right but at least it is it gives gives me right so they do all of this little bits and pieces like i pulled out a book called so what about that priestly writing you know are we now going to have to shift everything and there are major lines drawn Right about the what is priestly religion? What is the priestly editing? Is it editing? Is it new stuff going in? Blah 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 blah. Right, but when they do all of this picky little stuff, right, right. it helps 
when you're trying to clean the swamp to have the picky little stuff that somebody else is willing to do. Oh yeah. It's like, it's like lost languages. Like there are so few people who are learning all of these ancient languages anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's too bad in many ways because um, you, yeah, need... you lose the ability to say what people actually said. Yeah. Say what people or to even understand. Yes. To yeah. understand what they said in the first place. And um, because any society that has writing, mm -hmm. you want to know what they wrote. Oh, yeah. And if you can't decipher it, and there's such a backlog of things that need to be translated. Yeah, absolutely. Care, I mean, from my perspective, okay, let's translate it. I don't care if it's in German, if it's in English, or <laughs> I mean, English is always the easiest. But, you know, people translate it into other. It's when you get into translating something into Swedish that I just, like, lost completely. <laughs> just <laughs> Most northern languages are just right now beyond me. Polish yeah. is there, you know. So if it doesn't get translated into English, I'm kind of stuck. <laughs> but never mind. We're talking about... But it... No, you've it, gotten it, into the minutiae of it, and that's it's important. But uh, one thing that I want to remind everybody to refocus slightly and remind yeah. everybody about this current hysteria <laughs> is yeah. um, they will always, always, always try to pretend like the way into this, and it always has been, is to try and pretend that they're defending children. Oh, yes. Now, they always will. Now, you go back. It was illegal until like the 90s for teachers to be gay. Yeah. In a lot of places. I mean, the Supreme Court looked at that and they're like, no, this is just discrimination. But it was like literally illegal for you to teach children as if you were gay. Now, there was no evidence that there was any statistical link between homosexuality and child molestation or indeed that, quote unquote, gay people are recruiting children to become gay. That was all just lies. But they passed the laws. Because, and they managed to get the laws passed by, by, you know, whipping up homophobia. Now, the same thing is happening about trans people now. But yeah. wrap your head around this. The exact same party who says that they, uh, you know, want to protect children and want to stop groomers are the same party that is against uh, age of consent laws and against outlawing child marriage. Yeah. So tell me how they care about, quote unquote, grooming when they're fine with chi literal child marriage, which they yeah. are. Uh, two, the exact same state, Florida, where all of these anti-trans, anti-quote-unquote groomer things are being passed, is the home of America's child beauty pageant industry. Yes. Literally, you know, just one of the most evil things in America. And the home of more child molesters than any place you're going to see. It's just absolutely disgusting. And they're the home of that. And they've got no problem with that industry. So tell me how seriously they take protecting children. Again, like, say what you will about the Southern... I was going to say, say what you will about the Catholic Church. Literally that 6% of priests are molesting children, which is true. Uh, but the... Uh, the Southern Baptist Convention doesn't have like a moral leg to stand on to criticize them because here's a fun fact about the Southern Baptist Convention. You know, say what you will about popes, right? Uh, hey, 
I, I'm not going to sit here defending popes, okay? But you don't hear a lot of stories about, like, specifically the actual pope, you know, being in on abusing people. Yeah. Whereas the people in charge of the uh, Southern Baptist Convention have a real bad habit of also being sex pests. Real, well, real long history of some... Uh, some assault and harassment from the guys running the Southern Baptist Convention. And let's look at, oh, we, we, we could go on and on and on about that because it is the hypocrisy of it. Oh, yeah. Um, and the attitude towards children, I mm -hmm. know that is. Uh, the ownership I'm, of children that factors into this. Yes. And I'm going to be, I mean, that's where I'm going with this book is that, it related to that, right? Yeah. The whole idea of rape culture, but in a very specific. It, I'm just doing a little minutia thing that's part of the whole. And it is horrible when you look at this, the Roman Catholic Church. Yes, it's an institution and it took a long, long time to try and deal with this stuff. All the churches that are institutional, yeah, they don't because, you know, there's a lot of reasons for it. It's mm -hmm. not good. And it is that, like just about everybody else, nobody really wants to believe it's true. Yeah. They just don't want to believe it's true. It's always somebody else. It's always, and it goes right down into the family. And the family is structured around whatever religious or non-religious system they have. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's And the family's children are owned by their parents. Yeah. And, and the problem is, so you want the state to make decisions? Um, and how far can the state go? And the real, and all you have to do is take a look at what the state is doing in a lot in the United States. Oh yeah. Because the or, minute you get the state, these powers, the state can say, well, having a trans child is child abuse. So we're going to take away your child. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying there are easy uh, questions, uh, answers no. to this. I'm saying that the biggest answer is seeing children as fully human people with rights. Yeah. That solves a lot of these problems. Yes. And as I've I've already talked about, you know, my my poor class where because the Americans, of course, never signed the rights of the child. Like that's the surprising thing is that there are only three countries who haven't signed that document. Yeah. Now, what they mean by the rights of the child is pretty clear in the UN document. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. But putting all of that into practice, and you have to change the mindset. Mm -hmm. As this one woman was saying, she says yes. Chinese are very conservative people. She was talking about her parents. She's the one that was the preacher's kid. Right? Oh, okay. In in this documentary that I only got about a quarter of the way through. Um yeah, it it is it is hard to shift your you believed things certain things all your life. Yeah. But you know, and <clears throat> when we talk about the 50s, yes, it was okay to beat your kids in the 50s. Now, yeah. you should kill them. Right? 
But you had to still get in trouble for that. But you honestly had to kill them if you wanted to get in trouble. (laughs) Like that's that's how far you had to take it if you want to get in trouble for beating your kids. Yeah, well, and we have and we have this this idea. We still have this wonderful case from the 50s where the judge this was in Kitchener, Waterloo, good Lutheran territory. Right. Of course. And of course, the problem was the father hadn't taken his son out to the woodshed enough. This was the ruling. This is why the child got into trouble and then just going, oh, God, you know, changing all of that. And there are good books out there that describe the 17th, the 18th century, Mm -hmm. 19th century, and particularly the American version of um, religious, religious child rearing. Right. Uh, And. It is, there is this split and you, you know, molly coddling your kids yeah. is what it used to be called. And I, I molly called, coddled my kids. Jeez, <laughs> you know, no, you can't let a child have whatever they want. No, well, you know, like, yeah. what's wrong with eating two tomatoes if they want to eat two tomatoes? <laughs> <laughs> one. No, but the problem is, the problem is not the tomatoes. The problem is your child is deciding what they want to do. Yes. And that's the problem. You Uh can't let your child make decisions for themselves. You know, it's not, it doesn't even matter what they're asking for. The problem is that they feel that they can ask for something. Yes. And they should be able to make a choice. Now, it doesn't always end up well, but. Of course not. You know, I mean, everything, everything has its unintended consequences, Yeah. but beating a child is not right. And no. why an adult seems to think they have the right to beat this. I mean, babies yeah. get killed. Babies get killed. Yeah. Because they won't stop crying even after they've been hit. Like, yeah, yeah that, that happens, everybody. We're not trying to bring you down, but this is the world. Like, yeah. like the thing I mean, we've said it before, we've said it again. If there's one theme, one filter we look at the world through, one thing we always talk about, it is that children are treated, that, like, children are respected, children are treated as property, and children's problems are not taken seriously. And I put that as the source of a giant percentage of the world's problems. Mm Mm-hmm. Like a terrifying percentage of the world's problems come down to children not being given their due. Children not being considered, children being abused, children being uh, exploited. Yes. Right? And, you know, and the society determines it. And you see some of these things. I, I was, you know, we've looked at some of the South Korean stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, that, that's actually one thing that Vincenzo didn't deal with. But I've watched other um South Korean shows that deal with these problems of of the children and school, for example. Yeah. You know, and they talk about it in in other places as well, this idea that somehow or another, right? You have to, um, but we had had friends years ago, and this would be in the 70s, where the the husband was Japanese and the wife was a French-Canadian. And mm-hmm. they had gone back to Tokyo and he had been offered a position in Kyoto oh. at a university. And, but he said, no, he said, I wasn't going to raise my children in Japan. He said, Oof. 
had enough for him. He wasn't he wasn't going to raise that he had to go through their that, children. Right. Yeah. And so they ended up in Switzerland. Wow. Yeah. So No, and I mean, and the thing is, the problem is when we talk like this, it can make us sound like the won't someone please think of the children people. <laughs> That's the real problem. Because it's such a powerful, right? It is such a powerful urge to want to protect children and want children to do well. And that is the urge that these people exploit, right? To make things worse for everyone. And so you have to be extra careful that you're not falling into that. Because the thing is, it is. But I mean, this is why I try to make it so I'm not the only policy. I, the only policy suggestion I'm making, ever making is listen to what children say and treat them, uh, like treat them under the law and every way you can, like people who are allowed to make their own decisions about themselves. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's tough. I'm not saying it's not tough. You know, we've got you, you've got because all religious systems, you know, and and this has been going on. Like, this is not something new. You can go back into ancient Egypt and all the ancient societies that have anything about schools. And they did have schools. The minute you had to have somebody who could read and write, somebody had to learn how to read and write. Mm -hmm. And someone had to teach them how to do it. Um, You know, so you have all of those um, issues you can see them right from the beginning of time. It's not like this is this a, is a new yeah, issue, <laughs> a new issue, right? There are different ways of yeah. raising children, and um, it it and you have to be so careful because, as we know, there's the tendency toward all sorts of different moral panics. Mm-hmm. God help us, but you know, and some of them are just bizarre. Well, the funniest thing, again, the funniest thing I always say about these moral panics is it's like, oh, you want to get all these moral panics, but it's like, well, you're not, you're not willing to admit that, uh, just beating children on the regular might be one of, might be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. With all of these moral panics. No, no. The beating of children is, that one's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Hit your kid across the head. Yeah, that no, that one's fine. That that's not going to teach children that violence is what you use to solve problems. You know, creating the underlying problem that is like uh, holding back all of human society. Yeah. No, children don't learn that when they're frigging one year old. Oh. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, no, it's no, it's never acceptable, people. But the problem is that the big push to change all of that has only come in the last, like, this is a 50 year old idea. I know idea, right? Since the United Nations and even the, the idea of child rights, Yep. you know? um, So what does it mean? You know, that a child has a right to grow up in, in a home free of violence. Does that mean that if they're living in Haiti full of violence, you can just adopt children out of Haiti? Well, no, no, that's not the point. The point is to get rid of the violence in Haiti so that parents can actually raise their own children without fear that they're going to die. And it's the same thing everywhere else. It nobody is saying, you know, that that taking children out of their places. But then again, I know children who came out of Romania, there was a hellhole. Yeah. 
um, that were being because any child that wasn't perfect, basically, and there were so many children in these orphanages, and they they weren't picked up, they weren't talked to, they babies, right? Yeah. Um, and so they allowed people to come in and adopt these children out of the orphanages. Mm-hmm. And you know, what what was going on in Romania was horrific. Oh yeah. Yet it still doesn't solve a lot of the problems because these children, because they were just dumped into orphanage beds, right? And in cots, right? In orphanages and not really treated well or whatever, of course, had all sorts of attachment disorders. Yes. would now call them. So it was not easy, right? And uh, anyway, we'll... Uh, yeah. Those no, are- and again, I don't think that there... And that's the key part. I don't think that there are any easy answers to the, any of this stuff. I really don't. <laughs> I don't think that I've got some magic, uh, you know, I've got magic formula that I'm going to be able to say, oh, well, if you just do X, Y, and Z, everything will be fine. Yeah, but yeah. I can say that, like, you have to start from the mindset of, val- of like, valuing and listening to children. And if you can start from that mindset, yeah. things have the possibility of getting better. You know, they really do. No, it is, as I say, as as I tell people sometimes when I'm talking, look, this is the ideal. I know. You're not going to get the ideal. No, but But it's... But move towards... And I mean, this is the important thing. And that's, I think that's what you have to remember. Like, every step on the way to the world we're talking about building, everyone's life gets better. And everywhere, every step on the way. So even if we never get to where we want to go, our lives will be immeasurably better just by going on this path. And it's and just like the, the the Christian fascists want to end up in a horrific place. And every step to getting there makes the world worse. Yeah. So for everyone, say- but like literally just the Pope, like <laughs> literally just the one white man who's in charge. He's the only person whose life gets better. <laughs> Everyone else's life gets worse. Oh, Lord. All I right. Just... Uh, I, I think... And then uh, yeah. the, the reason we were going to do a Sunday show was we, we should just touch on this. Because oh, of course. It's a short episode today because I have to go to work soon. Yeah. She's got to go to work now. Well, yeah, I still I effectively have now. Yes. Yeah. I have time for supper, but we do have to give a little shout out to the Donald. (laughs) (laughs) Who can't stop getting arrested for things. Why, it's almost like he's been a criminal this whole time. (laughs) I mean, the thing is, I'm sure we're going to have more to say about this, uh, but I just want to point out that it's like, how great does it feel that it's like in his home, in his home, uh, like jurisdiction, uh, his place. I mean, it's bad that he got sentenced to the same. It's not sentenced. Assign, his case got say, assigned to that judge who yeah. he, you know, put in place and friggin' loves Trump. That's a problem, and we'll see what yeah. happens with that. But the fact that like fifty people showed up to protest his arraignment, yeah, and like no one took them seriously, that feels pretty good. <laughs> yeah, feel like well. feel like we're headed in the right direction on uh, marginalizing this disgusting man. Yes, and he can't seem to keep a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty funny. <laughs> you know, I'm going, 
you know, uh, yeah, we were going to kind of follow this, but it went well, true. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it when there's more news. It went too well for us for there to be any real news. The real yeah. problem is it's like the Venn diagram of a lawyer who can get cleared to learn about national secrets yeah. and a lawyer who would be willing to work for Donald Trump <laughs> are like two circles on the other side of the planet from each other. <laughs> there doesn't seem to be any sort of overlap because like all of the all of the jimmy mcgill style lawyers he keeps hiring all of these shysters who work out of parking lots right <laughs> these guys can't get clearance and but nobody else will work for trump because trump won't pay you so you're only working to get on tv you know <laughs> oh it's bad all right oh yeah uh, so, and, the, yes, and the please. date the date is yeah. uh the initial date for the the trial Mm -hmm. Is August fourteenth. Okay, so fingers crossed. Uh, we got some fun news around that. Oof. All right. So, uh, but my favorite thing is Trump being like so fundamentally not understanding that this is an actual trial because yeah. he's only ever been involved in civil trials his whole life. Yeah. Like he's never been in an actual court for an actual trial, and so he keeps talking about it. it's like. I should get a settlement where they repay me for my time. And when do I get to depose the people who've investigated me? Never. This isn't a civil <laughs> trial. You're up against the state. Like he honestly doesn't seem to understand that. Well, no, that doesn't surprise. That oh, no, no, he's a, he's a buffoon, like... but it is weird. All right. Yeah. So uh, we're going to wrap it up here because she does have to eat dinner and then go teach a class. <laughs> I got to go make some videos. I'm pretend busy. She's real busy. Uh, I'm making so, money busy. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so we will see you back here for some cracker uh, next week. And um, we're still trying to decide what show we're going to watch next. So if you have any uh, suggestions on that, drop us on at profilingcriminalminds at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you if you have any um, oh, yes. If you're listening to this on an app or podcatcher, please be sure to rate and review it. That's how people find out about the show. We'll see you back here soon for more talk when there's been more horrific social news. But until then, I'll say that's right. Au revoir. And have a good week. 